Welcome to G Shit the Podcast, episode one. Um, I'm Rhino. <laughs> was it, episode one? Ah, I, I am Giovanni. And I today, Giovanni. we have our guest, Mr. Uh, Felipe, a.k.a. Don Flipper, a.k.a. Flipper, a.k.a. Too Big for His Own Goddamn Self, a.k.a. Free dog. Willy, a.k.a. Flip, <laughs> a.k.a. Oppa with a motherfucking arrow on his head looking at that, but... Uh, Flip, I'll give y'all a brief introduction. This is uh, one of my closest friends, known each other for a very fucking long time. But as the focus is with G Shit, we're here to really talk about the business side of things, uh, pass on some knowledge and stuff like that. So that's going to be our focus today. Hope y'all enjoy. We go keep it kosher. Y'all stay tuned. Um, and I guess without further ado, Don Flipper, man, tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Where are you from, bro? What up, what up? So I was born and raised in the suburbs of Chicago. Um, in the west side, the Humble Park area, uh, arguably the most dangerous area of Chicago. I was there my first 13 years of life, kind of fell into the bullshit as a young kid, and my mom was like, yo, we got to get you out of here. Mm. Got us out of there. We, we, was, we went to Florida. I was there until I was about 26. Now I'm in Pittsburgh now. I think I moved to Tampa when I was like 16. It's kind of kind of weird. What brought you down mm. here? Your mom? She was <laughs> my in mom, yeah. No, nah, my mom was just like, Yo, you're changing. You're, <laughs> you're doing like some crazy shit. We so you hanging around the wrong crowd and shit. The wrong crowd, wrong people. And my sister was just a baby. And she's she's crazy. Like my dog rock. <laughs> <laughs> she needed to. Uh, my dog rock. <laughs> Bad crowd play. Yeah, oh shit. She, no, she just no. needed to get us out of there. She was just being a good parent. She was like, Chicago, I don't want this shit for my kids. But Chicago was crazy. Bro. Yeah, it ain't easy growing up. What's a Chicago. what's a crazy story from Chicago? I mean, you was only there for a little bit, but maybe you got something that. Happy, like, yeah, we definitely gotta get the fuck out of here. Do you go back probably just uh, no, nah, not often. There's a lot of people that like I knew that just can't get a hold of anymore for whatever reasons they've either passed or they're in jail or something like that, yeah. or they're just missing. But the craziest stories from Chicago, bro, this is a rap sheet of <laughs> story like seeing drive bys or, or being part of like some shit that you didn't even know was going on because you were a kid yeah. and you realize it later, yeah. like. Oh shit! You know, like, <laughs> that, like that was a drug deal that was going. That yeah, was a lot of money yeah. that was happening. Also, that's what was in the bag. It's just, it's, it's a lot. Too, too much for the air, but enough to get fucking therapy. I'll tell you that shit. And you in uh, Pittsburgh now? Pittsburgh now. How you liking that? Shit? Yeah, I like it over there a lot. I'm um, going over there for school, doing, getting a master's over there and a pre-med certificate, and doing research. And you know, doing some business shit out there. So Pittsburgh is treating me good. It's just a little lacking in uh, flavor. Yeah, and the I think we just spoiled about Florida, man. Yeah, you we are spoiled about Florida, big time. You what you mean? What's that. what's so spoiling about Florida? Do you, well, do you want to go back to Detroit? <laughs> <laughs> you going to the beaches yet, bro? Damn, man. <laughs> You ever walk yeah, to like got a plans to go back to yeah. Hey, no, my, my no. motherfucking master plan to go back right now. You ever been to Odyssey? You been <laughs> <laughs> Shout out. Shout out to Tree One Tree. I'm, I'm asking though, because like I hear people say that all the time. Like we so spoiled about Florida. And I get it. Cause I, it's a lot of things I like about Florida, but I feel like, you know what I'm saying? Every like a lot of people move to Chicago for a lot of reasons. People move yes. to New York, people move to LA, yeah. people move to yeah. BC. You know what I'm saying? It's places people go. Right, yeah. People well, leave Detroit. <laughs> people don't want to be there. People leave Cleveland. Cleveland. Hey, my bad, Cleveland. Hey, look up there, Cleveland. <laughs> 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 hey, fuck Cleveland. Hey, James. <laughs> <laughs> people leave Pittsburgh too. They leave yeah, Pittsburgh. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. He went back to that you're shit. Right. Like, I don't know. I mean, I feel like to me, I ain't gonna lie. Florida hands down been like, you know, place that like. If not, in the future, I was gonna definitely be like, all right, I'm coming back to retire here, right. or I want to be in Florida. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I, can, I came here early because of right. my dad, but like, fuck the 
about Florida. <laughs> yeah, shit. So to comment on that, I think a lot of people leave Florida to go to like the bigger cities like Chicago or Pittsburgh or stuff like that, um, just for opportunity. But in terms of culture, we're definitely spoiled over here because I can go down the street and there's like five or six supermercados I can go buy some things from. You know, there's fruterias, there's like Latin stuff like that. Like I, it's just it's it's just missing. Pittsburgh don't have that culture diversity there. They have their own culture. They have their own culture, which is different from my culture, which is what I'm comfortable with. And when I'm com- when I'm when I'm in the most comfortable in my natural environment, it's just like I don't know. I just feel like I'm like spoiled. You know, like oh, this is this is what I know. This is what I you don't gotta get out of comfort zone. everywhere. And plus, the culture out here is uh, like pretty dope, bro. Honestly, compared the diversity to we have the diversity Florida, over here, well, yeah, bro, niggas from New York, it's from Chicago, it's from here, they all get together, it's just like, you get a little bit of everything over there, it's just, that's why a lot of shit happens here, though, like, you think about, like, you know, great <clears throat> places for people to be at, you think of, like, California, giant melting pot, New York, yeah. giant melting pot, Florida, Florida yeah, giant sure, melting pot, sure. Pittsburgh, yeah. It ain't even melting yet. It ain't even, 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 even preheated. <laughs> <laughs> that shit's just there. <laughs> no, but that bitch ain't preheated. Uh, I ain't gonna lie. I want to visit. I've never been to uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So I nice. visit. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I was super hyped to go to DC. You know, everybody talked about DC. I was super hyped to go to DC, and that shit turned out to be kind of odd because I was like, damn, I couldn't imagine myself living in a place that don't have the same diversity. So I yeah. get it, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And then I went to Chicago. I was like, you know, Chicago, I, you hear about this shit, you know what I'm saying? This shit gotta be dope as fuck. I know it it's is. a ton of shit to do around here. Yeah. And you get there, you're like, this shit really just a city. But like when you it's in Florida, bad. you feel like you in paradise. Like you at the Honestly. beach, it's sunny all the fucking time. Amusement parks after bars amusement Bars everywhere. Bars everywhere, yes bro. Anywhere so you go, shit. bro. That's true. There's so diversity. much stuff, there's so much business is constantly running. Bro, you just drive down International Drive. You could spend a whole day on like a block. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Over there in Pittsburgh, you got like one little niggas thing on the block. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Niggas, <laughs> niggas live on the block. block. <laughs> like, hey, this is my yeah. area. Like, you know, I remember I went to go visit Felipe. He had every time I looked out the window, mm-hmm. every morning I look out, and he had the same neighbor who was on the porch every fucking day. <laughs> like, no matter what, she would just sit there all fucking day and just people watch the whole damn that, day. That shit just get old. That's just that's where I live. Mm. You plan on coming back to Florida? <sighs> Honestly, bro, my the way that I want my career to plan out. That's just gonna be for thirteen more years of school and residency. But yeah, it's a lot. We're gonna talk about that in a little bit. But um where I wanna start my career, um, I'm probably retired from back home in Puerto Rico. You in know, Puerto like, Rico. Yeah, I really wanna get uh, connected with Ooh. my roots. A lot of property um is really cheap out there. You know, granted they're hit by natural disasters a lot, but if you maintain and you have the capital for it and you just wanna the impact that I want to make over there, their, their healthcare system is shit, and they need doctors. They're the number one U.S. property that needs doctors. And I, me being Puerto Rican and doing what I'm doing, I have to go there. You know what the second most uh, needed territory? I think it's here. <laughs> A medical assistance? I think it's here in Florida. <laughs> no? <laughs> Florida, it's like until you said some shit up. Florida and Detroit. Detroit. <laughs> oh, shit. No, is bro, it really? The motherfucking Cleveland. Oh, oh, no, man. Y'all keep pairing. Why Detroit and Cleveland I get paired together? Like, what's? I actually don't. I, I think Cleveland's I in its own fucking category. To be honest. With you. I was just going with this nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, Detroit, Cleveland too. Bro. I, I thought Cleveland. it was the roast session. I was like, oh wait, I'm out of the loop. Oh, <laughs> god damn. Fuck somebody up today. Let's yeah, let's bro. go back to some of those. Uh, because a lot of this shit is business focused. Uh, to give you guys a little bit of intro, we all met at, in Tampa. Uh, shit. How many years ago now? Like seven, six. Well, seven years ago, I think about no, 2013, probably, yeah. right? 
Yeah, I wasn't 21 when I met y'all. No, I was about like 23, 24, so about like four or five years ago. Yeah, but I mean, no, I, I graduated from there in 2014. Mm. So it had to been before that. Yeah, it was 2013, year. I was like, 2013, 2014. Bitch, that was seven years ago. Yeah, man. So we met. Hey, hey, we hit ten years <laughs> soon. Yeah, hey, what's up? This shit family time. A lot of the, a lot of the shit that we that we made our decisions on really based off of seven going to college years. and just taking it from there. Like it almost seemed like the world was kind of small at one point, and then we start realizing it was a little bit. At least for me, um, and I think that Flip did a, a really good job of. Like first, he actually took some time off of after he graduated high school. He didn't go to university yeah, right away, no. and I think that that's something that's very beneficial personally because I fucking hated my first year. Had to. Um, and then when he came in, he was like, "Oh shit, all this shit I like, I can motherfucking make these connections." And Flip got invested into a lot of different things, so I'll let him kind of talk about those things. Man, so during my undergrad, um, well, when I first got to USF, I already had my associates, so I had two years uh, like under my belt. But I didn't really know the path I wanted to do. I went to USF declaring psychology. I was like, wait a minute, I want to. That was back when I was still like heavy into music they therapy, and I was like, oh, I kind of want to play the piano for the rest of my life. I kind of want to like teach piano, bro. The shit that I was trying to do before I even got into medicine, I always knew like I had a, a knack for the sciences, but I didn't really dive deeper into my sciences until I got to USF. And when I got to USF and I took orgo and I took gen chem, I took all that shit. That's when I was like. I have a passion for this shit. I got to change my major. So I changed my major, but I didn't want to drop psych. So I was like, fuck it. I'll do both. Why not? So I double majored in psych. The other major was in biomed. And when I was taking these uh, biomed classes, I took medical botany. And from there, I started to like dive into a little bit of like marijuana research on a personal level and just like reading a whole bunch of shit. Um, and that's when I learned about extraction. You're not gonna gloss over the fact that you said personal research. Dude. That <laughs> shit, you was a pothead, bro. Right, I was, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a little bit of personal. Oh, like, you're talking about personal research. You're hey, so stupid. You know, I, I got into the medical botany, you know what I'm saying? A little bit of personal experimenting, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Shit, speaking of. Like, what you doing? You said research. You know? I'm about to show y'all how a nigga was researching real quick. Got the little hip fucking man. I really got into the, um, like the, like the medical botany class. And I learned about, like, um, like different uh, phenols and different molecules and like how they are on plants and like 80% of the medicine that we have in today's world is all extracted from plants so I was like Absolutely. bet learned about uh, delta 9 tetrahydrocannabinol learned about cannabidiol and I was like this is the shit. He said cannabis, basically. If I, yeah, the two <laughs> molecules that really make it he up. He said cannabis. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I got invested in the CBD industry. Um, you know, I really loved weed. I didn't really like being that high, and I had a lot of, like, clients that were, like, um, a lot of, like, potential clients that were, like, yeah, I love weed, but I just don't like it high. And then that's, I got into the CBD business. Then I got into, I, I was in the sneaker business before that, but then when I got into the CBD business, I met some sneaker heads, and I invested in some, uh, they started off at a kiosk. And I invested some money into them. And now they have like two big ass stores in Tampa. So I collect residual income from that shit. Then like from there, bro, I just, I felt invincible. I just felt like, man, I could start anything. I could right. do anything. You know, then I got involved with taxes and I got involved with, uh, you know, the food industry and stuff like that. And it's just, it's just the momentum just kept building up. And I stayed open-minded. Any opportunity that came to me, I took it. And I was like, man, I, I could do this shit. Yeah, that's you know crazy as hell. I know when I started, nigga, I was like, we got four years to say what, nigga? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. you know, decide what you, what's happening? <laughs> what you got to do for the next four years ain't no easy feat, man. Nah. But um, like, like a lot of people think you go figure that shit out 
four years down the road, you'll be like, all right, yeah, you know, when I come out of this shit, I got something waiting for me at the end. Like, you got to make that shit no matter what it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like you, you've been definitely doing that shit, so. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. I've been, I've been trying, and I've been staying open-minded. Shit, bro, the plan that I had going into USF and how it's worked out now. No. Completely different. I'm supposed to be in Europe studying. I was fucking about to say, even like halfway through the medical stuff, that shit like, changed. He was like, "Yo, G, I'm gonna be in Amsterdam next year. Come yeah, on, man." Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to be out because like I'm about to apply for a residency, and they got a program that'll take me as a foreigner, and blah blah blah. Yeah. And I don't know. I was like, "Nah, <laughs> I don't want to do this shit like no that, more." Man. And then yeah, shit funny. He mentioned that fucking uh, botany shit. I know USF had the smallest fucking garden, bro. I used to be like, man, I'm about to take all of it. This motherfucking botany spot, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then you get the botanical garden. You yeah, talking about the, that bitch? Little little botanical garden. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> and you walk, you know what I'm saying? You walk around that bitch about two times. You're like, man, this is bullshit. Yeah, what the fuck is this? We just saw the bees, nigga. We know you. Just, <laughs> <laughs> you know you ain't doing shit. Buy our local bro. honey. I haven't seen the bees. I ain't got no ass though. <laughs> <laughs> but you take that, you take your shorty for a tour, you gonna walk around two laps in five minutes. You're like, all right, so what, what, yeah, nigga, what we got? Whole different, whole different wave. She's like, yeah, I'm into art and like, you know, flowers. Check and, this like, out. Flowers. You know, I know a great place for that. I got you. She's gonna be about to go somewhere. I'm in my hot thing. If we here, it's right there. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Bitch, you ain't got to zoom out to take a picture. He's <laughs> right there. You got the whole shit right there. Oh, no, you guys found a nice little spot in the botanical gardens? No, this is the botanical this gardens. This is the whole picture right here. This is the botanical oasis. <laughs> <laughs> you get into the spirit world from this motherfucker. You just got to get some time. avatar shit. Yeah, that's funny. Oh, that's some great shit right from by the way. We can talk about that later. For real. Damn. That's fucked up. Holy. We also got some art stuff. Uh, Felipe definitely got some, some, some art in his background. Uh, playing... Instruments from being a little jit, mm-hmm. uh, playing the piano. Find out how does that fit in with everything else? Like you, you mentioned school, you mentioned your businesses, you mentioned your side businesses, you mentioned your side businesses. And now you're like, all right, cool. I still have a passion for music. It's something that comes from, you know, obviously our background being Hispanic, yeah. being Latino. <clears throat> so how does that fit in? How does that fit in, bro? So bro? when I went to Pittsburgh, I made like major noise, and then when I started making noise, like people reached out to me and shit. So there was this like Latino band that was starting up called Cariba song, and they needed a pianist because their pianist was on the green card. Needed a, what? a pianist. Okay. <laughs> My bad. They needed a pianist, <laughs> and uh, the p- <laughs> the pianist, their lead pianist was on a like a visa card or something like that. It was about to expire, so I was like, oh shit. So I pulled up, and they're like, oh, you want to be part of the band? You're maybe pretty decent. All you gotta do is learn the chords. I was like, shit, I'll be part of the band. So. I'm also part of a Latino band out there. We haven't really had a lot of like practice and shit like that because of COVID, but how do I fit that shit in, bro? Whenever I'm stressed or relief, I tap into the shit that used to set my soul on fire yeah, just to get that shit. You on a little binge recently, I remember. Yeah, honestly, bro, I was like a week or two weeks straight. I was like, yo, send me a request on IG. I'll, I'll listen to it for an hour and then I'll play it. Yeah, and then I was man. just like two weeks. Niggas were sending me a request. Yo, let me, let me hear that John Legend. Let me hear that music Soul Child. Let me hear that Adele. I was like, yeah, I bet you will be right. Neo. You yeah. like, do, 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 do. yeah, let me hear that Neo. I was like, bet. So you, you actually nice at the piano. That's I'm, I'm decent, yeah. The, the way that I operate is that like you show me a song. In about like an hour, hour and a half, I, I can learn the majority of it. 
You know how to uh, read music too? I'm not that good at reading music. <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah. You hear I just hear it. Damn. I hear it. You can that teach how better. to yeah, you can teach how to read music. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like listen to that shit, like that's just that's crazy. That's my boy came over my house one time. I was like, bro, you heard this new Roddy Rich backseat? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. About ten minutes later, I was playing that shit on the piano. Yeah, I was teaching him how to play it. That shit new as fuck, but that shit fire. Yeah. He came out with like bangers when he came out, dog. He had motherfucking what was that? What was that first song? That stupid ass little hook. I can't stand it, dog. The box. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that shit. I ain't gonna lie, but shit caught fire in the backseat. I thought it came out right after that. Yeah, yeah backseat my shit. Um, the piano shit is that something that like you tie into like your other interests, or is this something that like um, you do as a hobby? Definitely as a hobby, but when I first started, like, my whole college thing, back when I was at Southeastern, I studied music therapy. That was going to be my shit. So my original career plan was I was going to be a psychologist and, like, listen to, like, niggas' problems and shit. (laughs) I was going to play music while they were doing that and kind of, like, record a track to, like, I don't know. Everybody producer. (laughs) Put your paint on the track, bro. Yeah. (laughs) You would be like, like, what you trying to, like... How do you feel right now? And I would play them something that kind of like counteracts their spirit if they're coming, you know, they're obviously coming at me with some kind of negativity. Mm-hmm. So I would play something that would make them feel a little bit more nostalgic to kind of like release these hormones so that way it will counteract their depression or something like that. You know, that was my first, first, first thing. And more before that, like thing. one of my first toys that I ever got for Christmas was a motherfucking uh, Charlie Brown piano. Come on, Funko. Every Monday. So that was <laughs> Mofongo <laughs> Monday. So uh, that's Charlie it. Brown piano. Charlie Brown piano. Charlie bro, Brown piano. you know uh, that nigga from Charlie Brown, Lionel. Bro? <laughs> that you, nigga bro. be pulling up like every episode, bro, and all the niggas dancing. How, like, how does that make it a Charlie Brown piano though? Like, what makes it a Charlie Brown? Piano? It was it was the Peanuts piano. It wasn't Charlie Brown. Like the the nigga. It was the piano that Lionel used to have, and he would just walk around with that bitch, like just sit down, play that shit. And like everybody would get loose as shit, you know, like, <laughs> on the credits. <laughs> so that was that was one yeah, of my it. first things, and I just <laughs> and every time, but that was like one of my only toys. So I was just playing with that shit, playing with that shit, playing with that shit, and that's just that's just that's my release. That's like my go-to. Feeling stressed, piano. Wake up in the morning, piano. And you're feeling like I need to get something off my chest, piano. So that's. And not only a hobby, it's also a profession because I'm in that band, and it's mm-hmm. also a release because. It's just always there. I need that shit to like reach equilibrium. Again, you know what I'm saying? Like that personal, uh, like the personal, <laughs> personal <laughs> medic grass. Wow. Yeah, Before y'all think this motherfucker done, uh, you, you got any pets, Felipe? I do have pets. I have awesome pets. I have two chinchillas. Their names are, hold up, Timothy and Chamilla. <laughs> Just like Timothy and Camilla, they're an adorable couple. They fell in love immediately. I've had them for five years. They've had about 25 babies. And I got them because they were, uh, I found out they were critically endangered. I was watching a commercial one time and I was like, what the fuck is that? (laughs) Literally literally did some research, found out what it was. The next fucking morning, I went on Craigslist and I bought one. Start calling people and shit. Yeah, the next morning, I woke up, I was like, yo. You got the chinchilla still? Bet. Like, can we meet up today? I got cash That's in hand. Right. And then, like, three months after that, I was shopping for a cage for him. And I saw a Craigslist ad or offer-up ad that had just got posted 14 minutes ago. And they're like, oh, a perfect uh, chinchilla cage may come with a furry surprise. I was like, okay, cool. Called her. I was like, yo, you got this cage for sale? Yeah. What's the furry surprise? A female chinchilla. 
Okay, how much for the cage? 20 bucks. Does it come with the chinchilla? Yeah. I need her out of my hands. Damn. So I was like, okay, let's meet today. I got cash in hand, like always. <laughs> so when she pulls up, I see the, uh, the the female chinchilla, brought her inside to the, uh, to the boy, and she was very aggressive, very territorial, because... Oh. Bro, she was mad aggressive, bro. She had, she came from a household that had three dogs, <laughs> two cats, like four birds, oh, yeah. three kids. Dang, she was the only chinchilla thing. in the cage, and all of them were like fucking wearing her shit, you yeah. know? So I let her out, let him out, and she was mad aggressive. She was biting him and shit. And my nigga was a real ass nigga. And he took, <laughs> he took all the bites. He took all the scratches. And he was like, you know what? You the only motherfucker chinchilla I'ma see. So I'ma <laughs> so let this shit slide. Man. And I'm, you're going to fall in love with me. And they're in love. And they haven't been, they've been inseparable since. They had a lot of babies since. And we are trying to repopulate the chinchilla population because motherfuckers be killing them shit. This nigga sound like Carol Baskin, man. Just for some motherfucking, just for some motherfucking coats and shit. Just yes. some coats, man. do have amazing pets. They're in love with each other. And they're my heart and soul. Emotional support animals, they're registered as. So. They are. Shit crazy. You just went full circle. You talked about like psychology classes, music therapy. That shit at the center never really left medicine. You talk about, um, you know, 13 years in uh, school now. Mm -hmm. Um, What has that journey been like? It's been tiring, very confusing, at least in the beginning. But once I figured out this is what I want to do, it was just full throttle. Just on the go, on Once the go. Once you know your purpose, it's almost—it's hard to not do anything else. It don't even feel like when I hear I got 13 years to go, I'm not even like, "Fuck, I got 13 years left to go." I'm like, "Bet this is gonna be the greatest 13 years of my life because I'm about yeah. to learn a whole bunch of shit that I never even knew, and I'm always down for learning. I'm always down for challenges. And I'm about to start interacting with people that I could literally save their life. So that gives me the ultimate refreshing feeling. But it, it wasn't easy, my guy, especially learning about how much money it's gonna take, how much time it's gonna take. And still trying to balance out the shit that makes me happy on a personal level yeah, outside so, of school. Because you hear about med school, it's just like motherfuckers pulling their hair out all nighter, all nighter, all nighter, all nighter. It's a whole nother demon. That's why I'm setting myself up now, all my business adventures now, because I'm trying to collect residual income while I'm doing that shit. Everything's going to be hands free. Everything's going to be making money for itself. So that way, when I graduate, I can open up a clinic right off the back. I got money for that shit. You, know you what don't saying? gotta be like, oh man, I gotta work. I gotta get these loans. Right. I gotta work at this hospital. Nah, man, man, we're lit. coming in and we're shaking the health industry, bro. Backed up by research on medical marijuana, alternative medicine, backed by personal yep. research, alternative medicine. You're gonna get the best weed in Puerto Rico and El Yunque, and um, but we're just gonna just, we're just gonna shake the room. That's all. That's all the fuck we know how to do. Shake the room. Motherfucker, just watch Step Up. Step 3D. Up. Yeah, Step Up 3D. That's my motherfucking show. Ass <laughs> <laughs> you Magic Mike liking ass nigga. <laughs> great yeah, series, but it was a trilogy, wasn't it? Tell me, you tell me. Right. <laughs> 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 this is my only Magic Mike. This is my baby right here. I love mm-hmm. you, baby. Hey. Oh, it's gonna be my shift for rest. Mm-hmm. So people look at you, they be like, "Damn, Flip, you ain't got enough hours in the day." For real. Hi, huh. what, what would you say to that? Uh, yes, I do. <laughs> um, you just gotta have good people on your team, really. Um, I have a couple of people that handle some of the big shit for me on like different ventures, you know, that real close friends, pay them well, and they treat me well with respect. I trust them and they trust me. Um, and I just handle the shit that absolutely, absolutely needs my attention. And, um, I sleep about five hours a day, six hours a day on the regular. As soon as I wake up, bro, I hit the floor running. It's a routine every day. You know, there's meetings at a certain time. I got uh, gym at certain times. Like I just 
there's time in the day, bro. There's 24 hours in the fucking day. I sleep about five or six of them. And if you don't get distracted and if you don't get caught up on the shit that's going on, like social media and all that shit, you're going to make it work. For sure. Always. Always make it work. And you alluded to half of these businesses. You got a lot of hustles. Uh, what, what's, what's your hustles in? Uh, like you would, you could list them out for us. So aside from you know, flipping CBD and um, like flipping, flipping sneakers, uh, boutique clothing, um, people hit me up like, yo, I got like a closet full of shit that I got to sell. Can you come grab this from me? I'd hold on to that shit. I'll sell that shit. Yeah. Um, I recently got into the food industry. Uh, you talking about the taxes? Yeah, I recently, yeah, I was working in the tax business for two years, and then the company that I was working for, I didn't really agree with them, so I was like, I'm going to just do my own shit. Yeah. Like, I know what the fuck is going on. I know what the fuck I got to do. That's one thing I like to pause on real quick, because a lot of people feel like, you know, they, they go into a job, you do the bare minimum, you get your paycheck, you leave. Whereas, especially in, in this example, most examples, honestly, especially with Felipe, you can see how he went into a job that anybody would consider, oh, you know, this may be a part-time job, this may be a summer job, this may be just some bullshit. And he was like, I'm going to learn as much as I possibly can while I'm here. And you know what? After two years of, uh, of messing with the stuff, I know how to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Why the hell don't I just do it? It's, yeah. it, and it? And it's literally after that, it's just creating the business. It's understanding what software you need, making sure your money's lined up right. Yep. You know, paying the right people to do the right things, exactly. spending your money on the right time. But it's, it's, it's putting your time into the things that matter most. Like even something that, that could have meant nothing to him. He could have taken that, kept moving. Right. And, yeah. and it would have never popped up again. And it did mean nothing to me in the beginning. Like you said, it was just a part-time job. I was just, I got recruited, you know, cause I'm, I'm a fairly smart guy. And they're like, yo, you good with numbers? I said, bro, math and algebra, calculus, that's my shit. <laughs> and um, they're like, well, we're gonna teach you how to learn Research classes. all day, bro, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> and when I went there, it was like, oh, we can help people get back money that get cheated from the IRS. I was like, great, I fucking love people. You know, that shit like set my soul on fire. I can help people get back like, you know, money without any fraudulent work, bet. But the company just, they their priorities were, they were more focused on the money, they weren't focused on the people. So I was like, I'm gonna start my own shit, focus on the people, not focus on the money. And the people's gonna bring me the money because they're gonna bring me more people. You right. know what I'm saying? And from that, like I just that took off from that. Then I teach piano lessons on the side. Um, you know, the food industry, like I do catering, I do meal prep, I sell food on the side. Like it's just there's a million different ways to get it, boy. Hey, shout out the secretos de mi abuelos. Secretos de mis abuelos <laughs> coming soon, bro. I got that food truck on deck. And that was another yeah. opportunity. Just came knocking on my fucking Kiss it right here, hey, taco. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I figured y'all said some shit. I had to get into the mic. Uh, we appreciate you, you, Ryan. You we appreciate saying? you, bro. All right, man. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. That's about all I do for, for bread, though. And so, like, it, it, it's kind of weird because, like, none of your businesses, like, seem to intermingle, but there had to be inspiration to, I guess, be on this entrepreneurial path. Was it, like, med school? Was that what it was? Like, you know, I need this money. So, I, or was it, like, generational wealth for, like, you know, your idea of creating this? Yeah, I know what you're going to say. Yeah. Go ahead. Shit, bro. So, it all started, um, like, with my passion for shoes. I, like, you know, being born and raised in Chicago, around during the Jordan era, Mr. Jordan's was the shit. And then Kanye West is from Chicago, so Yeezy's yep. was the shit. Mm-hmm. So, I fell in love with that shit, bro. But then, like... You skipped the whole generation, nigga. The Fat Farm, Reebok, Previous. One part of all... Hey, hey, K-Swiss, bro. I was going to hey, rack Starberries, <laughs> boy. Yeah, bro. I, I was getting Starberries. Yeah, bro. Well, fuck all that shit. My mom, like, no. You gotta go skip over classics, nigga. Baby Fat, nigga. Fat Farm. Yo, Felos had some dope with a little switch on the side, but they were high tops. That was dope. 
Hey, I never, I just coming back, bro. Never could afford that shit, bro. My mama got me the fucking. You going to Skechers? You got sixty dollars. Get as many pairs as you can. Yo, I used to get the shoes from Costco. People don't realize Skechers is the like number one, number two selling shoe brand. Uh huh. Like, yeah, period, they really are. They really, really, really are. Ain't the most popular. Niggas ain't about to be like not yeah, the freshest nigga. ones. Like we yeah, on the I most got feet though. <laughs> nigga, check out they my shoes. Good looking feet, yeah, but you know what I'm saying? They own the most. Like, feet. If somebody really try to roast you, be like, bet. Let's walk around this school right now. Let's see how many <laughs> other motherfuckers. You gonna find a lot of people with some sketches on their feet, bro. That's why Straight he ain't lying about that shit, man. So the the businesses don't intermingle, but man, the way I just. I fell in love with everything that I was doing and I found a way how to make money out of it. When I realized that there was, there's a supply, there's a demand, and you just got to find a way how to like capitalize, be in the middle, be the plug sure. for that. I fell in love with, with flipping kicks and that just, that I never felt like I was working whenever I was recruiting for shoes or whenever people hit me up, I had to dig in my bag. It always felt like an investment. I love smoking weed, but I didn't really like getting that high because it made me lazy, unconcerned, blah, blah, blah. But then I was like, you know, there's there's a little bit of therapeutic effect if you were to separate the two molecules. So I fell in love with that. And then I love cooking. I fell in love with cooking. And that shit came knocking on my door. I love numbers. That shit came knocking on my door. Yep. So I just, they don't intermingle, but it's all shit that I love. And I, I'm never exhausted from them. I never, like, I never feel defeated. It's, it's literally, Great. I never feel like I'm working a day in my life. I literally just love the shit that I do. And I took a chance on myself when I was young. I was like, I'm. I'm done working, bro. Like, yeah. I just, I, I, if I could focus my time. There's so many times I was at work and my phone was getting blown up. I was like, bitch, if I wasn't working this fucking 10 hour shift for 12.50 an hour, yeah, I could be, you know what I'm saying? All these mm-hmm. connections and shit like that. So I took, I quit my job. I took a chance to myself, never looked back. Crazy, you know what I'm saying? Now I'm giving people jobs. It feels great. It feels amazing. You know, not yeah, to boast, yeah. not to Show be like, yeah, the I'm the shit, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. Now I could be like, yo, take a chance on yourself type shit. Like, I, if I could do it, you can do it. You oh, know, right. I came from a hard ass background. You know what I'm saying? So it's just people who don't who don't have that yeah, shit. Bitch, I'm six five. I'm ugly. I had a concussion. Bitch, don't nobody all these ugly ass tattoos. Shit don't make no sense. Just like my career choice don't make sense. <laughs> my business don't make sense. This shit don't make sense. Hey, like he said though, I, and that's what I, was, I think about. I was, I was about to say, yeah, Felipe's just gonna say he love everything he do. Truly, you yeah. know what I'm saying? People can say I love an aspect of what I do. Or I figure out how to make it work. He's like, I like food. I'm going to sell food. Yep. I like these chinchillas. They're going to breed. Let's give somebody else some chinchillas. There you so go. they can see how great they are. Let's repopulate. You know, make some money yeah. off them too on the side because you have to. I mean, a lot of people get lost in the sauce, bro. You'd be like, damn, what the fuck do I really love? Like, what do I really like to do? Like, if, you know, when you lose your passion, you go find yourself working for somebody off rip. You know what I'm saying? It's somebody else's passion, too. You, it's going to yeah. be somebody else's passion. Either something somebody else is interested in or something somebody else took a chance on. And a lot of mm-hmm. people, I feel like, um, you know, they get that fear, like, you know, if I fail, you know, what that's going to look like. When in reality, all the wheels and gears are going to spin. You just go have to fix them as you go along. You exactly. know what I'm saying? You might have to change them out or whatever. This is an analogy. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that's the piece that I feel like people don't talk about the most, though. They're just like, you know, you see pregame or something like that, and then you see him go off of 40. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. just this, you know, layup lines, and obviously you're going to drop 40 him. after that. He- Obviously, before the game, like, yeah. motherfuckers don't understand. Like, you know, he, he didn't just say, "Oh, I know how to play this piano. Let's do it." Right. He he had to practice for Bro. a very fucking long time before he understood how to play the piano. Yeah. He had to do a lot of research before he bought that. Chin- you can't just buy a chinchilla and let it sit around. Uh-huh. Them motherfuckers eat weird ass shit. They bounce off the walls. Like he, he does said, his research. What I'm saying. He said he saw an infomercial with the chinchilla. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> My pet was struggling for the first two weeks. I had that bit. I did not know what to do with that shit, bro. The first two weeks, I was. I when I bought him, I was like, all right, how do I take care of you, man? Nigga? Yeah. Like what, what? What do you eat? Talk back like, to me. Fast. Oh shit! You don't fucking damn! I gotta get you some hay. Like, fuck, <laughs> hey. fuck! I get some hay at. Hey, hey! You start building. Yeah. Be selling the motherfucking. 
plants in there, I kill nigga. <laughs> Straight up. Take care of a yeah. succulent, nigga. I thought these bitches were self-sufficient, bro. Nigga, two weeks later, the bitches was dried up and dead as fuck. Nigga. You gotta show some kind of love, man. Like, damn, bro, this is a yeah, that shit. That shit took a lot of work. I did not snap my fingers, did my step, you know, did it all by myself. I'm fucking <laughs> Snap my fingers, did my step. I, I can do it all by myself. Let me see you do it, bro. It took so many long nights. So many nights, I went to bed at 4 a.m. and I woke up at 7 because I had school at 8 and then I had to do this and then I had to do this. Too many countless nights where I was just like, I need to sleep, but I also need to learn this piece and I need to learn this recipe. Mm -hmm. I need to do that because if I do that, something great is going to happen. And I had that. Sometimes I didn't even know I was up that late. Sometimes I didn't even know I didn't eat. You know, it's just like, I was like, fuck, it's 4 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, Yeah, bro. And I would just get so into it. And that's how I knew I needed to keep doing that. And I can eventually create the demand and the supply for it. And I can can do what I want. That's real. It's crazy. Feeling it. You ever heard of, uh, you know, how people say you got to have seven sources of income Mm. or whatever? Mm -hmm. Um, Was that also like an idea or is just like this shit just started to pile up? Like, you know, I like. Cause for me, like I'm one of the people that's like trying to find the shit that I'm passionate about again. Mm-hmm, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And a lot of people, like you hear it, like you know, have seven different sources of income minimal. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Chase your like. It's weird because like you hear, first time I've ever heard, you know, chase your efforts, not your passions. Like the things that you've already been doing, keep putting effort into that. Like you go get where you're mm-hmm. going. And Mark like Cuban said that he said chase your efforts, not your passions, because obviously like. You know, some things you can monetize if it's a hobby. Some mm-hmm. things you go chase because, you know, you love to do it. And some things you've just been doing so long that that's where you probably should put your energy. Yeah. Um, some things you want to keep them a hobby, too. Mm-hmm. You know, like I remember my art teacher once told me, she was like, my daughter is the greatest artist I've ever known in my life. And she don't make no money off of it. She's yeah. like, she don't want to. She's like, if I got to start working to do this, I might not love it. Yeah. You know, so there's certain things you got to keep to yourself, too. And, and there's certain things where you can understand where your efforts have been going. Right. I thought it could be a mindset thing though, right? Like it if you, because be. if you don't look at like for you, I'm sure like none of the things that you love or you passionate about ever feel like work. Never, they never do. Seriously, I just, I was giving y'all a brief description of my day. Wake up at this time, go here, go there, do that. And I'm just throughout the whole day, I'm energized and I'm happy as shit. I might get a little stressed out of the situation where shit don't work out my way. Hey, I'm human, you know, shit happens, but at the end of the day, I just gotta like count my blessings, count my losses, keep it moving, cause I know, mm. I know if I keep going down on this path, you know, as more shit keeps popping up, something is gonna happen. Yeah, absolutely. I might have to drop something to, in order for something to accelerate, but I knew, like, if I just continue on that path, like, it's, it's just gonna work itself out. I'm never, I'm never stressing. I'm always one day at a time, one day at a time. How can I conquer this day? If I have that mentality every day, I'm eventually conquering my life. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? absolutely. So that's that's what keeps me going. Just keep going. If you don't know what your passion is yet, just think about what sets your soul on fire and just start researching that shit. All it takes is a Google search, a YouTube video, taking tips from a mentor, or just like just 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 getting into it like yourself. Like if you want to learn how to ride a bike, get your ass on a motherfucking bike. A lot of people. I'm, I, a lot of people are stingy with information, but there's also a lot of information out there. So I feel like trying to play the mentor game is kind of hard because you're trying to find somebody that you trust, somebody mm-hmm. that trusts you, you right. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Whereas then you look at like, you know, a lot of the resources and shit out there, you'd be like, damn, bro, like, this should tell me how to do exactly what I want to do. Yeah. But what's the catch? You know what I'm <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Whenever I feel like there's always a catch or whenever I feel like I hit a roadblock or some shit like that, 
man, I just hit that fucking Yui and see, like, <laughs> all right, well, where did I go wrong? Obviously, like, for example, boxing. I recently took up boxing, right? I um, I had reached out to a personal trainer. I was like, yo, man, like, I really want to get into boxing. Blah, blah. He's like, okay, what's your background? None. Uh, I took boxing uh, class I when music, I was little. Chinchillas. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I mean, like, fighting. <laughs> like, uh, I'm, I'm Puerto Rican. I, does that help? Wendy's. <laughs> hey, Bobby. <Yeah. laughs> And he was like, uh, no, nah, that's not good enough. I only train professional fighters. You know, like, I was like, please, man, I'll give you money. Like, if you train professional fighters, even better, because I just want to, you know, I just want to learn from the best. And he was like, sorry, kid, got to go. Hung up on me, you know? So I was like, damn. That could have been it for me. I could have just been like, oh, it's just whatever. But I had that roadblock. I was like, well, you know, turn that bitch around. Like, okay, well, let me go somewhere where they will be a little bit more welcoming. So I found this gym that offered classes. Shout out to Level Red Boxing in Pittsburgh. Um, and they were like, hey, you know, you're you not sponsored by Level Red. Not sponsored yet. <laughs> Shout out. Um, <laughs> but they were like, uh, you know, yeah, sign up, take the classes. You know, we'll, we'll take our time with you. Uh, we'll teach you the, uh, the basics. Of the beginning. I was like, cool, this is perfect. And then from there, I met um, some really good trainers that have a really good background. I was like, hey, man, like, you know, you think if I keep going with these classes, I'll learn this shit and you'll take me on as whatever. And they said, yeah. So a lot of, like I said, a lot of people would have gave up on the first try, but it's all about having that resilience and that perseverance and just continuing to like, fuck, I really, really, really want to learn this boxing. I really want to whatever. I reached out to the top and they were like, nah. So if, if the top told me, nah, right. all these motherfuckers in the middle are going to be like, nah. But I found someone that took me in and that passion never went away. And then from there, I found somebody else who was at the top, if not higher. You know, he has his own gym in the north side, 30 minutes from me, and I'll be pulling up there <laughs> once in a while learning shit from him. So perseverance is key, man. And never getting discouraged whenever you hear a note.